Simple Life Together, Episode 41. Are you losing focus? Even Ben Franklin had a to-do list. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. On the last episode of the show, we learned all about how to organize your photos. That was a good one. We got a lot of feedback. Yeah, we did. It was an awesome episode. I um, highly encourage you guys to check that out if you're drowning in photo organization and stuff. So it was awesome, awesome interview. So we're back. We took a week off because we were still dealing with a lot of crud issues. And we just wanted to say it was awesome. All the emails and messages that we got and comments on the blog. Yeah, that was really nice. Everyone trying to wish us well and, yeah. you know, a speedy recovery and everything. And so and we really appreciate all we the do, feedback. And we're bouncing back. That's right. We're bouncing back. <laughs> Show must go on, right? Yeah, so today. So today we're going to talk about focus, mm. all right? And my opinion is that we're living in what I would call like the age of distraction, all right? We're, I think we're well beyond the age of information. Because now it's just kind of noise, right? <laughs> so it's this age of distraction. And I'm thinking between all the media sources that we're exposed to every single day and all the different forms of social media, instant communication, and all of this constantly on technology at our fingertips, we've just become kind of inundated with ready-made distractions to keep us from meeting our goals. And I think it's actually threatening the very simplicity that we're trying to build in our lives. Yeah, Dan, I mean, do you think that we've always been this distracted and switched on? I don't think so. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you know, and I know maybe it's just because you're a kid and, and you, um, you know, you don't have a lot of issues, you don't have a lot of troubles, uh, you don't have a lot of things on your mind, just kind of playing and enjoying mm-hmm. life. But even before the internet was around, it was kind of a different world, it seemed like to me. Right. Maybe that's just you know, an old guy's perspective talking, but I don't think we were as switched on and constantly busy. Well, at least not as switched on from external distractions and stuff. Right. And, you know, and I, I mean, think about the, what were those things with the phone and voicemail? What Answering that, machines. Yes. <laughs> I remember when those were new. Yes. Yeah. Now they're antiques. I actually had one. <laughs> but yeah, the, even answering machines before that, you know, you weren't distracted until someone knocked on the door or, you know, rang, rang the phone, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have a pager going off or emails and texts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And back then, even the, uh, the voice machines, that might be a distraction. But otherwise, I don't think that you had all that technological distraction in the past. Right. There's so. a distraction right there. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if that, you know, I wonder if we are just now getting so switched on. And if we have had that many distractions in the past, it's, it doesn't seem like it. I'm with you. Right. So today, we'd like to talk about some ways to beat the distractions that keep us from focusing on what's important, at least to us. We'll go over a few personal examples of distractions we face and share a couple of tools we use to keep us on track. Sounds good. All right. So before we do, you know, there's two different types of distractions. There's internal distractions and external distractions. And internal distractions, those are like your subconscious thoughts that get in the way. And it may not be negative self-talk like fear and self-doubt that gets in the way. Euphoric thoughts can be just as distracting. I mean, think about how distracting it was for me, Dan, when I first met you. 
It was oh, so hard geez. for me to concentrate at work. Oh, you know? you're laying it out thick. <laughs> but I get but those distractions true. all the time. Yep. It's true. When you you know you when you're young or whatever, and you that first crush or that first boyfriend or girlfriend, and it's hard to concentrate on anything because your thoughts are just consumed with that stuff. So those are kind you. of the internal distractions. Now, external distractions can be things like a phone call, a a loud noise, a FedEx delivery at your front door, or all the hundreds of ads you see online and on Facebook. And I think that's what we're going to primarily talk about, right? Today is external distraction. Yeah, but I'm going to hit some of the internal stuff, too, at least that, that I face. You know, okay. Stephen uh, Pressfield's uh, Oh, the resistance. resistance. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So we're going to talk about a little bit of both then. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, I kind of alluded to it already, but I feel like we're constantly switched on mm-hmm. all the time. We... Um, we're always able to be communicated with, it seems. Mm-hmm. When we were on our trip, when we were... Um, it's like being on a leash. Okay. Yeah, it's a digital leash. Yeah. It really is. But when we were camping, and a lot of times we didn't have um, internet access, it was so freeing yeah. to, to not worry about carrying your phone around with you. And You know that feeling that you get when, you're, when you forget your phone and you like feel naked? Yeah. You know, that's part of this whole switched on thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly on. I don't have my little command center with me. Oh my goodness! I mean, but just then, fifteen years ago, ten years ago, you never. Nope. You, it didn't matter if you had your phone with you or not. Who right. cared? I know. I'm just so switched on, and it reminds me of the NAPO conference and the leadership forum that I attended. We had this guest speaker. Her name was Camille Preston, and she's the owner of AIM Leadership and the author of several different books. But Rewired is a popular one, and she explains how an overuse of technology and its lingering effects like being overwired, is really damaging our brains and our bodies and our personal productivity. Uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, she talks about technology creating the dopamine effect and how it's so easily to, easy to get addicted to it. And there's folks actually even, in, I was just thinking about this, I was reading stuff online and talking about there's, high, I can't remember what the percentage was, but there's this high percentage of like Chinese folks that are addicted to technology, addicted to video games. I mean, it's like a real problem. <laughs> it's affecting. <laughs> I think that's you know? in every country. Yeah, really. really do, you know? <laughs> well, the whole thing is that, you know, just so much technology and stimuli can really affect the, your productivity and even our bonding and connection with others. And that's kind of what she was talking about. I see that all the time with, I don't want to sound like a fuddy-duddy, you know, but it's like, oh, kids these days, they don't even talk. They, <laughs> you know, they're going to lose their voice through evolution because they just need more thumbs to text with. <laughs> But it's so true. It's like, you know, when uh, I talk with our son, he would much rather communicate through a text Mm -hmm. than a phone call. A phone call is like this invasive thing to a lot of teenagers now. Yeah. You know, it's that important. You had to give me a phone call. Why didn't you just send me a text? Yeah, that's such a crazy switch. Yeah. Where, you know, a phone call is very important now. I'm just going to text. It's so much easier, faster, and convenient, really. Yeah, but you the, mean I don't want that social interaction? But you're, I forget what episode we talked about, sender, message, receiver, and feedback. You know, that feedback loop is very difficult yeah. in written communication. It is. You know, because you might, might somebody might take something that's sarcastic or snarky or whatever, mm-hmm. and you don't mean it that way at all. But when they're, when you know, the greater percentage of, of communication is through... Um, through visual signals and body language, mm-hmm. it's very easy for somebody to misinterpret a text. Oh yeah, it gets lost in digital translation. Right, right. because really even crazy. even the little smiley face could be a snarky smiley face. <laughs> you know? yeah. I tell you, sometimes I deal with that. You know, I'm just a very straightforward, to the point kind of gal, and some folks they want more fluff around that. They they think that, that I'm being too direct. I'm just matter of fact. Here's the point. Here's what needs to get done. This is what I've done. Gone. Done. I'm it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you need a uh, just like this straight faced. 
emoticon or whatever you call it, right? <laughs> the straight face. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, your point of just being constantly switched on, it's like every time you, you hear that ding on the computer or a tweet from your phone or a text notification, you're tapping into that dopamine effect and you're just slowly getting more and more addicted to technology. At least that's kind of what people are thinking. And it's just such a major distraction. Oh, heck. I mean, it's I am Pavlov's dog. You know, ring the bell. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go eat. Mm-hmm. You know, every time. That's why I cannot have like on my mobile. I cannot have um, alerts on. You know, I can't get a flash. I can't get a a signal that comes in on my phone. Uh, on the computer, it's a little different because, you know, dings come in while I'm working. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we just heard one a few minutes ago as, as we were recording <laughs> this. But uh, I can't have that on my phone. No. There's no way. It's way too distracting. You know, and talking about how this stuff is so distracting, there's actually studies being conducted to talk about how technology is literally rewiring our brains. And there's also studies being conducted to see if there's a correlation between this increase in ADD and, and the exposure to technology. So it'll be interesting to see how those studies come out. It's not, nothing's solid or conclusive, but there's people that really believe that there's a, a strong connection. Yeah, So certainly out of our area of expertise. But I can see that, you know, it takes thousands of years for the body to evolve. But, yeah. um, but I could see how it could rewire your thought processes as, as, uh, as individuals. Without a doubt. And it's like the, um, you know, when, uh, what would they call Blackberries? Yeah. Blackberries were so popular when yeah. it came out and they immediately got the name Crackberry, right? <laughs> Everybody was, because you got addicted to it. Yep. And it was this, again, constant communication, uh-huh. that constant digital lease, that tethering. And, and there were some people in positions that they were expected to be in 24-hour constant contact yeah. with their work. And you know what's funny? I look back now, just now I'm thinking about it, where I had some leaders that did not want it. Because they knew it was a leash. They're like, hey, yeah. when I, you have my phone and a pager, but why do I need a pager and this and all this other stuff? And, but it was like, they're like, no, I don't want that leash. But they got sucked into it. Yeah. You know, you're kind of told you got to have it. And then there's folks that have it that it really is a distraction because they're not paying attention to you or to their own leaders. There was this one gal that she was a, one of my managers when I had a civilian job when I left the Air Force. And it was like she... She couldn't even look you in the eye because she was constantly checking on her Crackberry. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like, or at staff meetings, even in front of her own leadership, it's like she wasn't paying attention because she was so distracted. I'm like, can't you wait an hour until after the meeting's over and then you can check it? So crazy. Email is crazy. It's like, oh my gosh, I just got a, another email. I got to check it because yeah. I don't want anybody to think that I'm not responding fast enough or I'm not professional enough. You know, um, what is it? Sometimes there's folks that call you right after you email. Oh, yeah. oh, I just want to let you know. Yeah, I don't know if you got my text, uh, but I thought I'd call you because I just sent you an email. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me a yeah. second, please. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, definitely email and Crackberry. That is another problem. Yeah. And another thing, and I don't want to get too too much into a rant, but I've been really put off lately about on my iPhone and my iPad. It seems like I am constantly having to update apps. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the other night, just as a test, I like a good automaton, but right before I went to bed, I looked at my phone and I saw I had 12 apps that needed to be updated. So I went to the app store and, and updated those and then, you know, turned off the phone and woke up the next morning. Again, I'm a good lemming. I checked my phone right uh-huh. away and, uh, and there was two more. I mean, 12 the night before, two more. And then iOS 7 just came out today. Jeez. So we're going to be having that for quite a while. Wow. You just updated and have more? See, yeah. I'm really bad about updating my apps because 
I usually don't notice them until I'm on the road or somewhere with weak internet. And so that I don't update it because when I get home, then I get distracted with other home stuff. Yeah. And then it's so late, you know, because it just takes forever to update. And then yeah. before I know it, I've got like 20 or 30 apps. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, not the only indicator for you. <laughs> it's you usually, mean? it's, the, the, babe, this isn't working. This isn't working. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. It was fine. Now it's not working. Well, when's the last time you updated your apps? Is there an app <laughs> yeah. update for that? Okay, true. Yeah, yeah there sure is. So, yeah. yeah, I guess I need to create a update your app routine, yeah. right? And maybe shut off your phone and turn, and turn it back on <laughs> routine. Because it's like, when's the last time you turned off your phone? And you're like, oh, 2012? I've gotten so much better, though. Yeah. You've asked me, when's, when did you shut down last? And I'm like, actually, yeah. it was just two days ago. Yeah, when did we fly last? <laughs> no, I just put it in airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Sure. So, and the other thing that's been getting me, too, is I saw in myself that I was constantly on the search for hot new apps. I was losing productivity because I was constantly looking for new productivity apps. And some of that, I'd be candid, was things that I had to, you know, I wanted to review on the show or somebody sent us a question. Sure, you know, yeah. But some of it was just an interest in it. And, you know, you hear about this and, and people say, oh, yeah, this app is great or, oh, this app is great. But I don't do that anymore. You know, I have a, a few apps that really are working for me that I'll talk about in a few moments. Yeah, you know, and it's not apps for me that I get addicted to. <laughs> it's It's the whole analysis paralysis thing where... There are so many options. Like if I'm looking for something, like I'm looking for a new bed sheet for my, my daughter or bed cover. Bedspread? Bedspread, whatever the heck the word yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Answering machine. <laughs> but um, I knew the exact colors that I wanted and I had an idea of the pattern and the material, but I couldn't find what I wanted. And I just kept searching and searching and searching because there's so many choices and I was just, that's, that is what easily distracts me. And it's rare. Dan, you know, I'm not yeah. usually on the internet that much as far as searching for things and reading. I, it's just, I'm more of a doer thing. I'm doing stuff at home and tasks and all that. But I can get locked in when I have a goal and a mission. I'm looking for something specific and I can't find it. Yeah. And before you know, hours later. Oh, I'm the same way. We're looking for stuff for the camper and stuff like that. Yeah. I know yeah. That. So that's so, tough. So that yeah. is definitely a distraction there yeah. too. <laughs> and then another thing that, that I saw myself doing was with social media twitter and facebook are probably the the ones i was worst at but i would post something and you know knowing it was in my mind anyway it was funny and i'd sit there and wait for responses and i'd be like so you're constantly checking, constantly the day, checking yeah. it constantly uh-huh. checking it yeah. and i mean i wouldn't i would sit there and before you know it you know an hour's gone yes yeah, like and I'm, res- and I'm responding to people's haha yeah L- lol you know, and I'm like, yes, I am the man because I got like nine likes. Look at how many likes. Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. It is. It's fine, but I know what you mean. It's like the other night when uh, Sunshine, she was eating dinner and she was, she was like, well, can I have my pudding? And Dan's like, you can't have any, you have to eat your meat before you have the pudding. And then yeah. what did you start I saying? I said, that was a Pink Floyd moment. That was a Pink Floyd moment right there and I had to post it. I took a picture and it was just the meat and the pudding and I was like, you can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. And she's like, who says? I said, Pink Floyd says. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a funny, a funny post. You know, I did too. And I was actually yeah. searching to see what people were going to say. I got thirty-five likes. I'm hilarious. I need to have my own show on HBO, right? <laughs> but I know what you mean. I think you know, just social media in and of itself is definitely a yeah. problem when it comes to getting distracted. But yeah. that is funny. Where you, 
you post something and you're waiting. And you're waiting. You're checking on yourself. It's yep. like, come on, really? <laughs> the next thing I wanted a, a hit for me anyway was I used to be a total news junkie, you know that. And it's that, that 24-hour news cycle that is so counter oh, yeah. to what we... Because all they're trying to do is get ratings. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. There's very little news that, that is important. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, obviously there are some things that are major human tragedies and those should be reported on um, objectively. And they should be thorough. But in this 24-hour news cycle, they're not even looking at reporting things accurately, most channels. They just want the ratings. They put out bad information. Information too quickly. Yep. You know, and then it's constant. And it's like like we become secondary victims when tragedy happens. Because we're getting real-time and continuous updates that are making us feel like we're there. You know, and that's, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's just that you start to take on this secondary victim mentality. But what's also bad about it, I think, is that then you start jumping to conclusions. I think the media, the reporters are jumping to conclusions. They're making up stories. Possibly could be this. Yeah. Just to get you sucked in and hooked in to stay tuned. Yeah. Um, and it's just, again, it's a, it's a major distraction. It just could be really bad, I guess. Yeah. And if you're looking for something to distract you, that's a great place to look. It is, Without yep. a doubt. If you got three or four hours to kill, you know, <laughs> you could go watch that or watch whoever the big celebrity trial is. Oh, yeah. You, know, you could do that. Jeez. But I said it earlier that I was going to talk about Stephen Pressfield's The Resistance, and I know he wrote about that in, uh, uh, was it Do the Work Do and um, the, the War the of War Art. Art. And, I mean, we all face this. It's like whatever good idea... It, that you have or a task that you need to get done, there's this equal and opposite negative force that comes into your life to try to not get you to do the good thing, yeah. right? And, um, and, I, and I fall victim to it all the time. And we all do. And it's just a matter of really seeing how it affects you and what mm-hmm. makes sense and what's not. Because I'll sit down and I'll be going to do a blog post or going to um, scan things for taxes or do bills or whatever, and you know, I'll come to a certain sticking point. I don't know what it is. I really don't even know what it is. But it's like, this seems like a great time to check Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. And it's like, well, I better, I, I'm not exactly sure what this check says or what I wrote here. So let me see if I can find something on Twitter. <laughs> you know? It's a total non And then non- you click sequitur. on a link. Yep. And then you see that link. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, let me see this. It's like the other day we were doing a little strategic planning if you will here for um, simple life together but we would bring up a topic and we're like well let's go look at that one example here and so we would and then we'd start doing something else and then something else but we we caught ourselves yeah we weren't more than five minutes into you know <laughs> following <laughs> the rabbit, rabbit. but yeah. uh, anyway so yeah we were pretty good about recognizing it now so yeah we're getting a lot better i think I know I personally fall victim to this on a daily basis and it's just a daily struggle to overcome the resistance. For me, it's like house chores or the, the honeydew list, <laughs> personal projects that I'm working on or that glass of wine sitting there. I mean, it, it just needs to be, it needs, it needs to be, to be consum- yeah, yeah, it needs to be consumed and enjoyed while watching a, the latest movie that came out on Netflix. I mean, that's just, right. that's, I mean, right. that's important, right? <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Anyways, I think we all face the resistance. We do, at some and point. you know, that, speaking of TV, we we hardly watch any TV. Mm-hmm. When we do, we do it in marathon sessions, and then we're done for the month. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and if it's not Arrested Development or Downton Abbey or Call the Midwife, right? Then we're not, apparently not watching it. That's right. So, <laughs> but the um, 
the other thing I think that really causes a lot of this stuff is um, that instant gratification that we talk a lot about with the consumer society. And in another form of that instant gratification, for me anyways, is, and this is going to sound crazy, but I've forgotten how to read. I've trained myself to be the short form information consumer, uh-huh. whether it's magazines, blog posts, you know, online magazines, because I don't buy regular magazines. But, right. you know, it's just that I think it, again, is that dopamine effect. It's that boom, something new, mm-hmm. get a rush. I'm done with it. Boom, something new, get a rush. I'm done with it. Right. Instead of really putting in the effort to read the entire thing, get all of well, not. Can out of I it. mean, I'll I'll read an entire blog post, but I I think in the short form meaning that instead of sitting down and reading a long book, I have a lot of books that I want to read, right? And, and I have every intention, but I'll sit down and start reading the book, and then it's like it's almost this um, this resistance that oh. says, "Wow, okay, well, I got three hundred more pages. Um, <laughs> wonder what's on Twitter." Or what's in that blog post. And that's interesting. You know, when I think of the instant gratification, um, it's like me with my multitasking Uh that I've been working a lot to kind of go against and not do. Because multitasking to me and are having this big, long list, and they may just be short little chores or tasks to do, but I get great satisfaction. I get those little things done, and I might get 10 little things done, but I, get, I didn't get that one very important thing done yeah. that does take a little bit more time and effort because of that instant gratification of, oh, I got all checked off. But usually that instant gratification doesn't last, obviously. Yeah. And then, then you're stressed out and realize, golly, I should have gotten to that, that big project. I yeah. won't feel so bad. Well, you know? we've been going over a lot of things that we've been, a lot of our faults and a lot of things we've been having issues with. But yeah. uh, there are some solutions that we're exploring for us. And mm-hmm. if these work for other folks, that's great. But um, I am trying to take some time to analyze my my always switched on habits, if you will, the, uh, uh, the things that keep me constantly, uh, with my phone within arm's reach and all that. And, you know, I got to thinking that if, well, how many times a day do you go and check the mail (laughs) to the mailbox? Just once. Why? Why, why don't you check it five times? Because the mailman only comes at a certain time and I'm set. But what if something? What if he decided to come another time? Wouldn't you check it again, two or three times a day? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, know. it's the, that's what I asked myself: is well, why do I only ever check the mail once? Yeah. And the logical answer is because the mailman, or well, that's what we have as a mailman, he only comes once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's... And yet, with with email, it could come in at any time, day or night. Right. And because we let it, then we go to it. So. I am really trying to make a concerted effort to not check my mail constantly. Yeah. Because I can, why not just set a time and say, well, this is my time for checking the mail, or this is my, these are my two times for checking the mail. And I've been very bad about that in the past, and I've admitted it on the show yeah. that, you know, I, I check my email a lot. But why don't we control those times? Well, you can. And actually, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I've got some tips cool. on, on how you can really actually control when the mailman delivers that email to you. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. actually control it, which I haven't set this up, but I'm going to, right now I'm just physically, you know, or forcing myself not to check it, but I got some other tips for you too. Right. So. Okay, well, good. And the other thing is like this, this weekend, I took a digital Sabbath for a day, right? Yeah. Just one day off of being connected and it felt great. Yeah, that's nice. And I'm, I know I'm not a Facebook fan. I used to love Facebook. 
Um, but I I, if Facebook went away tomorrow, other than the edit and forget it page, yep. I would, and I don't mean this to sound bad for my, for my friends and all that, but my, the folks that I communicate or my family members, I communicate with them other ways other than Facebook. Some of it is nice for convenience sake, but you do find yourself falling into that, uh, that trap of mm-hmm. being stuck there. Yeah, it's good and bad. You know, there's things that I enjoy about it. There's some articles that my friends will post and share that I, and I will share as well that I really like, but it's almost gone, it's almost totally done a 180 from where it started, where it's supposed to connect with your friends and family. It's like reconnecting with these people. And now it's all about making the money, making these ads constantly, and then... And you don't even get all of the messages that your friends and family put out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm kind of getting a little disenchanted with Facebook as well. Yeah. But you know what I think about, you know, talk about taking the digital Sabbath. Well, two things. Um, you mentioned camping. Yeah. And when we had our kind of forced digital Sabbath out there because we had poor connection. But wasn't it awesome? You felt like you were really there enjoying the kids. They were playing. They were having fun. You weren't distracted by, you know, those texts and those emails yeah. and things. We would just have awesome conversation with family and hanging out and just being out in nature. It was awesome. You're able to focus on being present. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Um, talking about Camille Preston again, when I heard her talk at um, that leadership forum, she asked the audience, when do you find you are the most focused or when do you get your best ideas? And most people said in the shower because you can't take your phone in there. <laughs> and I thought that was, it's yeah. so true. That's when the, my best ideas come or... When my mind is just thinking besides being told what to think, you know, with, the, with technology. But my mind is thinking about things and, and deep in thought. And then when I run, too, it's very therapeutic for me and I think and stuff. But then I found out that there's a waterproof phone now. I'm like, no, don't get distracted. <laughs> that was like the only place that was off limits, you know. And now, you know, I mean, how many folks have actually brought their phone into the, the bathroom and had it sitting there on the vanity to... Just in case the phone rang or whatever. I've had my phone um, right next to the sink outside the shower just in case. Have you answered it before, too, while oh, you're yeah. in the shower? See? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to leave an image with anybody, but yeah. <laughs> you can't unsee that in your mind. But <laughs> well, that's funny because um, I usually don't. I only do if I'm waiting for a call. But anyhow, I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> thing yeah. to think about. So, so what else you got? Well, I think that... Um, I'm going to try and make a more concerted effort to designate times or schedule times for things that distract me, such as social media and email, things like that, because it's, um, it's not something, it's something that can get away from me very quickly. Right, right. So it's something I need to work at. Yeah, so talking about specific times to do things, you know, we used to have the news running 24-7, um, but we don't anymore. We'll just have it when we're eating you know, breakfast or maybe for a short period of time at night. And I, honestly, my fun meter is pegged about 30 minutes and then I'm done with yeah, the news. Yeah, me too. I, I just, because honestly, you can get just as much information in a half hour as you can in two hours because all that, it's just the same repeated news over and over again. It's yeah. like on a loop. So, but you know, as for email, as far as scheduled times and, and things like that, Lifehacker and, and even other productivity specialists recommend not checking email first thing in the morning. They say there's a much greater chance of you derailing your important project if you allow yourself to get distracted with emails and first thing in the morning. So because it's you have your day planned with that important project, but the second you check out an email, then there's all these unforeseen tasks that you got to do, and now all of a sudden 
your mind is just totally derailed or yeah. you're, you're putting out that hot project now. All of a, a lot of people recommend that. I just, I do wonder if they follow it. I mean, yeah, it's great advice. It's like eating, it's like eating healthy. Of course it makes a lot of sense, but it's, um, everybody- I, I'll be honest. I think I follow it about 50% of the time, but I'm actively working on it. Again, yeah. we're not perfect here, oh. but I find that when I do do that, I am way more productive. So it's like, why don't I do it more? It's because dopamine effect. <laughs> I get addicted to it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting much better at that where I am trying to do it at certain times or at least only checking it once or twice a day and that's it, not yeah. throughout the day. I know I don't do that, so it's been nice. But I did tell you I was going to recommend some other email tips for you. Yeah. And some other folks recommend that you create separate email addresses for separate tasks at work or just separate tasks that you have. Like you can have an email address for work, one just for your personal stuff, or one for like us, our blog readers. Yeah, I do, and they all come into one inbox. In one inbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it may or may not work for you, but that was yeah. something they recommended. Um, or just check your work email only during work time and check your personal stuff only during your personal time. Because some folks will try to check both, you yeah. know, in their spare time or whatever, they'll do it. Or um, at work, they'll take a break, but they'll check in their personal stuff. But if you kind of divide it out, these again, just some recommendations may or may not work for you. But here's the one thing that I think that you can do is disable automatic downloads of emails. Yes. So you're talking about how they constantly come in. So instead of downloading them manually during that pre- oh Yeah, go off a push and then and do it on pull. So when you, you pull emails in when you want them. Right. So you manually do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so you could have, you know, you've already checked your email, but then when you're ready to get all the new ones... At that designated time, right? You said, I'm going to have specific times I'm going to check it. Then you can manually download it. So, again, some discipline. Or you can simply turn off your internet or use an app like Self-Control App or Rescue Time. And these are apps that let you block your own access to distracting websites like your mail and um, just other, like YouTube. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. It just blocks it. And even if you turn off or restart your computer it will still block off those times that you designate. And I read somewhere this lady, she had her son do that because he was staying up way too late at night. So he'd get home from school and he's watching YouTube and getting distracted with video games or whatever on the internet. And so he was staying way, up way too late to do his homework. So they install these apps and now he's like, well, I can't have access to YouTube and all this. So I might as well get my homework done. Yeah. And she says it's worked wonderfully for her. Well, the one thing the rescue time does that's pretty neat is... You can have that, and it runs in the background, and it will evaluate. And they have a free they have a free option to to kind of let you see where you are spending your time during the day. Wow! And it monitors the number of minutes on certain sites, so that you can go back and and see. Well, you know, you think, oh, I don't spend that much time on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, Look at the numbers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all, all right. right. What's another idea? Well, the other thing that I have done again lately is I reevaluated what apps and programs really work for me. And I've adopted this, this attitude that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't go looking for that new app, that what's hot app. Right. You know, just, hey, this is working for me. Mm-hmm. What, if I get to the point where it's not working for me, then I can look. But, you know, focusing on those apps allow you to achieve mastery. And that's something I think that we've, kind of lost as a society is achieving mastery at certain things right and programs like evernote and dropbox and google docs 
that I talk about here all the time yeah. work well. Now, in the past, I was, uh, as an example, like Biz Expense Tracker, I was keeping track of all of our business expenses and everything on my phone. Right. It was convenient. I'll have to admit that. But candidly, I had issues with it like three times in the last year. And it I wasn't s- updating properly. It wasn't updating yeah. properly, losing information. I sent off and got some uh, uh, to the developer. They helped at one point. And then it just kept happening. I'm like, okay, well, you know, three strikes, you're out. Right. And uh, so when I shifted everything that I was doing to make sure I didn't lose anything, and I went back to using a spreadsheet in Google Docs and then scanning things with Evernote. Evernote, yeah. So and use I what you already have, it. yeah. I love it. That's smart, yeah. So, and then, you know, another one, I have like three or four different mapping programs on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And I just love Google Maps on there. I like Google Maps now since they've updated, made some yeah. changes and improvements. Apple Maps but, aren't bad, you know, but the, I like the Google Maps. Yeah, and the Google Maps is nice because it connects to your contacts if you have Gmail and all that yep. good stuff. So that's what I like. I don't have to yeah. retype in addresses and stuff. It looks for them and recognizes names and things like yeah. that. So that's cool. And I've been playing with Google now the last couple of days just to try and figure that out. And oh. that's really cool. I might bring that up on a future episode. Well, you know, it's like the whole app thing for me. I I know that there's probably much cooler apps out there for time management, uh, the groceries and recipes and all that kind of stuff. But one, I'm just, I'm not really that much of an app girl anyway. I don't want to go right. out searching for this stuff. And what I have right now, I know it pretty well and I'm used to it and I'm familiar with it and it's, it's meeting my needs. Until I need a new need, then I'll go search for a new app. Right. <laughs> but right now it's performing well. So Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a good thing. The other thing that uh, I'm really looking at is trying to follow a schedule a little bit more. And this is kind of the lead into the show, um, planning out my day. Um, you know, I'm a big Ben Franklin fan, and I'm amazed at what he accomplished in his lifetime. And there's like a, this list of things that he did that it's just amazing, you know. Yeah. But And he was a simplicity guy, too, which is really cool. And I have a, um, a copy of his daily schedule that uh, that I think is really, really cool. And he had his whole schedule planned out and all his hours blocked out. And he had certain things, uh, what good am I going to do today? And, and at, the, at nighttime, he said, what good did I do today? And he scheduled things out and had time planned for working on his business, when he was going to eat, when he was going to entertain, when he was going to mingle with friends and so forth. And, you know, I looking at that schedule, he had no time at all set aside for Facebook or, or you know, watching, <laughs> you know, or watching cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> no, none of that. And, and so I'm going to do some of that, some scheduling, and I'm actually going to set aside some time to read actual books. Now, they may be digital books, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, actual long form books. It's great. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of having a schedule and the routines and stuff, and that's what I do. So. It's, it'll be helpful. Yeah. It Give it will. a try. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I have one last bit of advice here is that, um, you know, to help you with your distractions is to try to identify what your triggers are or what's causing those distractions, if you will. Because triggers are like, it's like your weaknesses. You know, Facebook, email, snacking, watching junk TV, you know, just being totally unproductive for you know, whatever. It'd be that cool magazine that you see instead of reading the book that you should be studying for, you right. know. But the thing about identifying your triggers is that you just become more aware. And by being aware, it'll move you from subjectively looking at a problem to objectively looking at yeah. it. I don't know why, but if you realize that, like for me, I know that... My triggers are my little my my to do list, my daily to do list that has too many things on it because I feel compelled to get it all done, and I will cram everything I can into the you know the waking hours of the day 
my triggers, my list. So I know that I need to shorten that list. Yeah, you know, and, and it sounds silly. It sounds simple. Or, or my trigger is when I'm really, really happy, I want to celebrate and, you know, eat popcorn with my, you know, with the family and watch movies and stuff when I really should probably just do one more important project for the day instead of calling it quits at, you know, two in the afternoon, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. So anyhow, but identify your triggers. And when you do, you become more aware. And when you're more aware, you're able to, you know, take some action on it and think about it a little bit more. So that might be a good idea. So I think we all go through bouts of dealing with a lack of focus. And sometimes it's just that the the subject matter isn't as interesting as you'd like. But sometimes it's because we've picked up bad habits along the way that are helping to dull our focus, really. Mm -hmm. And maybe some time spent evaluating what's causing your lack of focus and implementing some of the tools that we talked about today can help you get that razor's edge back to your focus. Very good. Cool. Yeah. So the question we have for you is, have you been finding that you've been losing focus lately? What are some ways you've lost focus? What made you realize that your focus isn't as sharp as it used to be? What tools can you share that might help us or help others? Share your thoughts by leaving comments in the show notes at simplelifetogether.com slash 041. We'd love to hear. Yeah, we sure would. All right, so let's move on to the thing segment. Okay. And my thing this week is the new Evernote Web Clipper for Chrome. I know I'm hitting like Evernote crazy lately, (laughs) but they just keep putting out new stuff. And honestly, I was blown away with this update. The Web Clipper has taken on a whole new look and has tons more functionality. There are so many big changes, but here are some of the biggest. All of the functions of Skitch are now built into the Web Clipper. So all of those things that I covered just recently in the free Skitch tutorial, you can use all of those now in the Chrome Clipper. Nice. So basically you can clip something while you're in your Chrome browser, you can Uh uh, use the web clipper to clip screenshots, the full article, a simplified article, which leaves out all the, you know, stuff in the sidebars and all that. Um, It's like using Evernote clearly. It makes it nice and slim and you can even bookmark with it. And um, so maybe you got to do a new notebook titled uh, bookmarks (laughs) or something in there as well. But you can take those shots and then you can mark it up with all the tools that you have in Skitch. Arrows, text, all these other yeah. things. So, and then it'll save right to your Evernote. It's uh, it's really amazing. And I'll put a link in the show notes to Evernote's page that describes all the new features in the Chrome Web Clipper. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, my thing is actually something that distracted us a little bit uh, the other day, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. It's the Storyline book by Donald Miller. You know, Dan and I talk about having a life plan or figuring out what your purpose is and things like that or what your goals are. And this is kind of figuring out what your what your story is here, right? Your and purpose in what life. You, what is your purpose in life? And and he does it in a very simple way, um, simpler than I thought. But it was it's just really neat how you start mapping out the good, uh, some positive and negative turns that have happened in your life. And by looking at those, you may pick up patterns that you may have not realized about you. Like you may not realize that you were the leader that you never thought you ever were. You know, but you, but you are, you're starting or that, you know, that you are a helper or this and that. It just, it's really kind of interesting how it worked. But anyhow, I was talking to Dan about it and it just kind of sparked this really a two hour conversation about, we would start talking about each other and the things that we thought about ourselves and things that we struggle with personally. Milestones. And I came out with about five or six new, you know, kind of potential podcast (laughs) topics, you know, because of that. But it's a, it's an excellent It's an excellent book and program. So that's my thing, a storyline by Donald Miller. Very cool. 
Now remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at dan at simplelifetogether.com and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter or Vanessa at simplelifetogether.com and at Get Simplifies on Twitter. And there are links to our Google Plus profiles on the website. So let's go over some quick announcements and then we'll kind of wrap up the show. Well, we got an email from Amazon about a sale on ScanSnap scanners, and it looks like now is the time to save some significant money on a ScanSnap if you're in the market for one. So I'll put a quick link to the details at simplelifetogether.com slash scan. Yeah, they just got all these ScanSnap scanners that are supposedly uh, on sale. So and they're awesome, cool. just yep. saying. Well, we got a new look going on here at simplelifetogether.com starting yes. today, actually. Uh, we're changing themes to better support the kind of content that we want to share. And as we've said in the past... Uh, we want you to look for more blog posts, more videos, and an entirely different look to the site. And the podcast cover art as well. That's already changed than iTunes. We're trying to standardize things a bit, too. We, uh, it took us a while to get caught up on things with the podcast because it really has taken a lot of time to keep the show running and so forth. And now it's time to go back and look at the website and what we really want to do with it. So look forward to some subtle changes in the format of the show, too. We're switching to one unified topic per episode. So I used to have a topic, Vanessa used to have a topic. Now we're going to do one unified topic per episode, and we're going to discuss that. And we're shooting for 40 minutes versus what we used to do about just under an hour. That was our previous goal. And we standardized placement of our announcements, feedback, and contact info too. We want the content up front, just like you probably do too. And all these little tweaks will help free us up for more and more content on the website. So lots of changes with that in the way. Very cool. Now, if you're trying to build your platform within your company, industry or field or your business, you may want to consider Michael Hyatt's platform conference. And it's running from 3 to 5 November in Dallas, Texas at the Omni Dallas Hotel in Park West. Michael and his team have given us a special discount code for Simple Life Together listeners. So if you're interested to register for the event or to just learn more, go to simplelifetogether.com slash platform. And you can use coupon code SIMPLE to save $100 off your registration. So we're both going to be there and we hope to see you there too. Yeah, we sure do. That's going to be a good event once again, no doubt. And you met Fern Neusbrock back in episode 19. Well, she is the premier expert on juicing and the author of the Healthy Juicers Bible. And her green juicing intensive clinic is marked down right now from $147 to $97 for a limited time. So I went through that original class that she held, and I still take part in everything that... uh, they do over there, and I use everything I learned yeah. uh, in the clinic. And I'm also part of her private Facebook group, too, for the uh, Green Juicing Intensive Clinic. And if you're interested in juicing, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash juice to learn more about the Green Juicing Intensive Clinic. And by the way, she gives out a lot of freebies with clinic membership. Mm-hmm. So check it out at simplelifetogether.com slash juice. Cool. Now, we have people sign up every day for the Edit and Forget It Challenge, and it's never too late for you. So head over to simplelifetogether.com where you can sign up for Edit and Forget It over in the right column of the site. The right column. Yeah, time. now a new look. It's That's over in right. the right column. <laughs> and that kind of rolls into the tutorials as well. We'll be hosting all our free tutorials and guides on the tutorials page from now on. So to reach them, just click on the tutorials tab at the top of the page. Nice. Okay, on to feedback. If you get the chance to leave us a rating and review in iTunes, please head on over to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes where we'll show you exactly how it's done. We've had quite a few reviews in iTunes in the last couple of weeks since we've been gone, so I thought we'd go over a couple of those today. Nice. So the first one uh, starts out like this, entertaining and insightful. Boss Lady Tanya wrote, I really enjoy listening to this podcast. 
Both have so much to offer, and they completely complement each other. Their interactions with each other are adorable, and I always take away many useful tips from each show. I just started listening, and will continue. Oh, well, thank you. The next one says, The Great Motivator. Miss Melanie 718 wrote, Vanessa, I chose one thing that irritated me, and now half the room is organized. Dan, listening to you has pushed me into exploring my Google Drive. I'd love to hear a podcast on that. Keep up the good work. Just love what you're doing. We have some information on Google Drive and previous shows, and the whole tutorial is yours for the taking right now. So just go to the tutorials tab. (laughs) And the next one starts out, I've learned so much. Adlin J wrote, Dan and Vanessa are so supportive of each other, plus funny and entertaining. I finally caught up on almost all the past episodes. Wow. I say finally, but 30-something episodes <laughs> in less than two weeks is pretty determined. <laughs> no kidding. I love the variety and haven't really heard anything that I couldn't use. Well, well, that's good that's, news. That's, that's awesome. That. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, that's it for today for episode 41 of Simple Life Together. So today we talked about some ways to beat the distractions that keep us from focusing on what's important to us. We shared a few personal examples of distractions we face and a couple of tools we use to help keep us on track or that we're looking forward to using to keep us on track. Hopefully these tips will help you take more firm control of your time and turn your age of distraction into your age of focus instead. And my thing was the new Evernote web clipper for Chrome, and Vanessa's thing was Donald Miller's storyline program. As usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 041. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're trying to simplify your life, too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. 